Hello, and once again, welcome to Acropel, the number one African gospel podcast in the Midwest. I am forever grateful over the last couple of months on this journey. It has been fruitful, and I thank God for the opportunity to have met many beautiful people along the way. God gave me this vision, this vision I've had over the last few years, and I didn't know how to go about it. But thank God that he gave me the tools to accomplish this vision. I've gotten many great advice along the way, and there are people that have come along to help me. I have met great men and women of God, and I thank God that they've shared their stories and their music with us. So before we get started, I just want to again, once again, say welcome to Afrobell. Thanks for tuning in. I am your host, Emma Van. Today, my scripture is going to be coming from Jeremiah 29, verse 11. And it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Praise the Lord. Praise God. I I am so excited today. I I am blessed. I thank God because I am humbled to have this artist online with me today. The artist today to end the season one also doubles as a pastor. His song has made waves in African churches and around the world. He sings song to give us hope about tomorrow because he knows who holds tomorrow. Yes, yes. I'm so grateful and humble to welcome with us this this afternoon pastor and gospel artist from Nigeria, David Ekeni Daniel. You are welcome. Amen. Thank you. Welcome to thank you. It's my pleasure. God bless you. I am so excited to have you on today. I just I, I don't know much about you. I know your song. But I don't know much about you. So can you share a little bit about yourself? Okay. Thank you. Thank you for this um, audience. I I am most privileged. My name is David, like you've said, David Ekene, Daniel. I am from Nigeria. I'm from the eastern part of the country. But I grew up in the northern part of the country. So you could see it was a very far margin. I'm, I'm from a family of five, five, three girls and two gents. Uh, I actually grew up without my dad. I grew up with a single mother right from my childhood. I grew up with a single mother. She's a minister of the gospel also. She's a pastor. I started joining her in the morning. In, in Africa here, there's what we call morning cry. That morning cry is a morning evangelism that um, some folks do early in the morning, like 4 a.m., 5 a.m., while people are still sleeping, some are awake. Yes. Yeah, yes. so... Right from that, when I was still a child, I joined my mom. So what she does, she gives me the bell. I ring the bell on the street while she preach. So I could say I grew up doing the church stuff and, you know, loving God and loving what I do. Um, 
through the help of my mother. So that was how I grew up. But I just grew up to discover that things weren't just right. Things weren't just going the way it should go. It, it, I could see mom crying always, crying. She's praying, she's crying. She's in washing, she's crying, crying. Just every time she's on tears and, you know, so we grew up in that kind of psychological um, dilemma. It was a tough one. Like we're actually praying. We're actually doing the fasting. We're actually going for the programs, the crusade, the revival programs and everything was still. Yes. The pain was still there. So wow. that was how I grew up with my family, not going to school sometimes. We go to school when there's money for school fee. Sometimes we are not going. It was just ups and down living outside. It was, it's full of, my childhood is full of so many stories. I have heard stories of people who go through one challenge at the other. I'm still at this age, I'm 30 something years of age. I'm still waiting to see that person who has actually gone through what is more than what my family went through. We're literally sleeping outside, sleeping on the rock. Outside, we're sleeping on the rock. We're sleeping, we're living in different churches, church premises where they keep people who are, who are vulnerable. So we're living in such atmosphere. My elder sister, the first daughter of the family, she ran away from the family because she couldn't bear the pain. We never knew where she went to. You know, I can't just, we, we, even from the place we came from, from the East, we couldn't just, we can't travel. So no, some Christmas time, those um, Easterners who are, living in the north or whatever part of the country or whatever part of the world they are, they usually go back home to yeah. the season. But we, we we go nowhere. We remain in the north, you know, just remain there. Now, maybe I'm going beyond the question, but <laughs> oh, no. I, just feel, I just feel I should express myself, right? Or should I pause a while? The... the- um, floor is yours as you speak and there are questions that have to be asked I will ask you I right. am just giving listening giving you the listening ear um, okay. so you, you, you mentioned uh, while you were talking about the pain was still there even when your mother was crying she was going through fasting and praying and serving yes. God the pain yes. was still there it's something I think about it's like so you find in situations where people that are so dedicated to God, that are yeah. so doing all the things that God has called us to do, you find those people are the ones that find themselves going through a whole lot. Sometimes I wonder why is it, how do we answer these kind of questions to non-believers? Okay, okay, it's a good question. Um, based on this question, uh, I asked this question growing up, but I asked that question silently inside of me. I was asking that question and no answer. But when I grew up at a particular time of my life, I could get an answer. And I share with so many people in programs, in crusade, when I travel out of the country, in programs, I share with them because I discovered the world, even before the COVID-19, the world is going through pains. People are going through tough times. No matter the country you are, whether U.S., whether in the Western world, whether in, the, in Africa, whether in Asia, in the Middle East, people are going through hell. Yeah. And sometimes when God want to use you to do some great thing, so he, the time for the training sometimes is not the same time for other people. 
Yes. Are you getting me? Now, like a child, when you take a child to a kindergarten school, and the child is, I don't know how you call it over there, but here in Nigeria, we call it nursery one, nursery school, nursery one, like the beginners. When you take, yes, yes. When you take a child there and the child is crying, always crying, I want to go home, take me home, take me home. Now, it is not a determining factor that you take the child to the next class. No. You would do everything possible to allow the child stay on that stage because you know it is very necessary. Yes. So that is what God does to those he loves. Sometimes we cry and we ask God, are you not seeing my tears? He's seeing your tears, but you have to connect it with the story that, that a child is crying. Or let me just use an example. The child is in level one yes. or in the first grade in the school. The child is in the first grade and the child is crying. No matter how the, the parents or the school authority love that child, they will not take that child to, to the second grade. Yes, they will definitely allow that child go through the, the 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 first grade. All they will do is to find techniques mm. to encourage the child to stay at the first level. Because if you take the child to the second level, you are cheating the child. Because the first level give the child the foundation, the tenacity, the wisdom, the ability, the foundation, the solid foundation to maintain the second level. Amen. Yes. So that is what God does. And that's why the Bible says, and the child remained in the wilderness until the time of his showing forth. Now, the child remaining in the wilderness does not mean that God hates the child. No. The child must undergo the process. There is no doctor that will tell a pregnant woman that is in labor, oh, woman, you are, in, you are in serious labor. The labor is painful. I want you to go back home and rest. I love you so much. No doctor, no matter how um, 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 soft-minded, no matter how loving, no matter how Christian, no matter how good the doctor or the nurse or the midwife is, they will never allow the woman to go back home. They will either give the woman an injection to, sub, to subdue the pain or to make the labor faster or yes. whatever. They will do everything to make sure that the woman stays there because they know the, first, the next phase of that woman is going to be a phase of celebration. So this is what God does. So when I was growing up, I thought God hates me. I thought yeah. God hates my family. I was crying. Twice I attempted suicide. Twice I attempted to kill myself. God, I don't want to put my hand in a wrong thing. I don't want to join the court because I love you. In short, I don't have the mind anymore. Serving you from my childhood till now. My mind is already made up. I will never go back. Rather, I die. Done. Mm to put wow. my hand in any other thing. So I, mm. I wanted to commit suicide, but God held me through. He held me and said, David, mm. I still love you. Now, mm. let, me, let me go into this. This song 
uh, Greater Tomorrow, it, you know, we were actually living in a church premises at the back of the church, and that is a new com is a compound, a, you know, like a compound where they keep orphans, those yeah. who are vulnerable, those who are sick. So that yeah. was where we are all kept. So my mother with five children, we are all kept there. So when the church is over, my mom would like give us some direction. We'll go around, start begging people in the church, please help us, we'll have to eat. I'm telling you, true story that happened, true. I, hmm. me, David, David, David Daniel, I will go, I will beg people, please. My mommy said, we don't have what to eat today. Please help us with money, whatever you can help us with. We were literally doing this as soon as the church is over. Wow. That was what we were wow. doing. No. So a time came, the church wanted to build a missionary school at that particular location. So they have to demolish that environment. So they brought a notice to us. They told us, okay, we have helped you people. We have helped you people. Now everybody should try and see how they can get a um, house anywhere. So yes. they gave us a quick notice. So people were now leaving the compound gradually. People were leaving. People were leaving. Do you know what? And as big as the compound was, mm. we were the last family in that compound. Wow. To tell you how terrible the situation was, we were the last people. I and my younger sister, my elderly ones have left to different locations to look for greener pasture. My yes. mom at that time, she went to the Bible school, Assemblies of God Bible School. She was in the Bible college as a missionary. So I and my younger sister, we are just there in that compound they have come to remove the light so everywhere was dark so that night by 11 to 12 p.m in the night i looked through the window of the church i discovered that the pastor was still there because the light was still on so i left the compound i went into the church premises and i climbed upstairs when i climbed upstairs i knocked at the door of the pastor I knocked and said, who is there by this time of the night? I couldn't talk. I was so young. I was so small. What do I tell him? I, I summoned courage. I opened the door. I said, Daddy, it's me. Uh, it's me, David. So what are you doing here by this time of the night? I say, um, so actually, we are, we are still there. I said, oh, what? In, in that dark? You guys are still there? But I told you to tell your mother. But I said, so I couldn't reach her. She didn't come back. I couldn't reach her. I said, all this while. He called one of the elders of the church to bring a key. There was another compound the church bought. So they gave me the key to take the load. You know, mm -hmm. here in Nigeria, there is difference between load and property. Mm -hmm. When you have a property, you have beautiful televisions, beautiful yeah. cushions and everything. But when you have a load, it's just like your benches mm -hmm. and all those stuff. So we shifted the load to the new compound. It's another big compound. Actually, there was another church that, that left the state. So they sold that premises to Assemblies of God Church. So that was the compound they told us to shift our load to. So that night, going to 1 a.m. in the night, we're still taking our things we, to the compound. So while we kept our load in a big hall, in the church hall, the big church hall, so we kept it at the edge of the hall. Hmm. There was no light in that night. So we slept on the load. We slept on top of the load. Wow. I and my younger sister, we were there. We're just there. I wasn't sleeping at that moment. Yes. At the mid of that night, I will not forget.
at the middle of that night, I heard a voice. It wasn't a song. I was mm-hmm. the one who turned into a song because I usually sing. I was started singing from my childhood, from the children's choir. I started singing. So hmm. it was a word that came to me. I heard my name that night in that big hall. I said, David. 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 Before yes. you go into that message that came, I'm going to yes. pause for a moment. Because as you are speaking, it, I'm getting, oh my God. I am a very, I'm, I'm a big cry baby. I cry over songs. I cry over everything. Mm. I'm getting emotional mm. that you are well. such a child that you had to go through that. And what, well. what, what, that's why I thank God that he gave me this vision because we hear the song, we enjoy the lyrics, we dance to it, we sing to it. But each song has a story. There is a meaning. There's a purpose. And I am so glad that so many probably have not heard this story. And here is a platform for you to pour Mm. out where you've been and what you've been through. And here you are now telling your story. Jesus, God is awesome. Please continue. Thank you, God. So the middle of that night, I heard a voice that called my name, David Ekene. I like, but I wasn't, I, I wasn't afraid. I, I wasn't, I didn't feel like who is talking to me. I wasn't, it was as if it was so neutral. It was no, it was just normal. Mm-hmm. And I heard, he said, my hands are not short. It cannot reach to you. My eyes are not blind. It cannot see your tears. My ears are not deaf. It cannot hear your cry. David, one thing I want you to know, let it be definite in your heart. Your tomorrow must be greater than today. Jesus. When I heard that words, I slept. Early in the morning, I came out of the premises, just going around to see the new environment we came into. I was just going around. Just going around. Then I like wait. Somebody spoke to me last night. Huh. Yes. Somebody spoke to me. What was what did he say? I began to recall the words. I mm. recall the words, recall the words, and I recalled all the words that the voice said to me. And I was like trying to play with those words. And like I was playing with those words, gradually I could hear myself. Like his hands and a shoulder that I cannot reach to you. His eyes and no blind. He cannot see my tears. His ears are not deaf that he cannot hear my cry. My tomorrow must be greater than today. No matter what I face, no matter what I see, no matter what comes my way, no matter how I cry, one thing I know is definitely in my heart, my tomorrow must be greater than today. Hallelujah. 
how I began to sing it. I kept singing it. Weeks were going, days were going back. I kept repeating the song. I kept amending the song. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, when they do program in the church, I could, they could bring me to stage to sing. Mm-hmm. I would sing with my younger sister, and there was this program. They invited a guest speaker from another state, from, from the, the same seminary I later attended. Okay. They invited a Yes. After some years, that same guest speaker that they invited, I attended the Bible college for three years in that campus. He was there, but he made a prophecy on that day. He came, the guest speaker was there. I was the last uh, person to be called. And because they were trying to make sure the guest speaker ministers on time. So they said, David, you have just a few minutes, you know, we have a guest speaker. The time is fast. So you got to take a little time and sing. I said, no problem. So mm. they called me, they handled the microphone. I started singing with my younger sister. The whole, at, that was the first time I was singing the song in the church. The whole atmosphere, people started crying. People were, people were like, like dropping seed on the altar. People were crying. Then I, I looked, they said three minutes or five minutes. I turned my back. The, the, the program director was not coming to for the microphone. Hi. He was he was still there. Nobody was coming. I kept singing. I kept turning my back. Whether they are, uh, nobody was coming for the microphone. Then the, the last time I turned my turn to check the uh, the pulpit whether somebody is coming to collect the microphone or giving me a signal to stop, I discovered the guest speaker was already at the altar. So when I wanted to stop, he gave me sign with his hand that I should continue. Now this the guest speaker himself. Yes, yes. He mm. gave me signal. I should continue, like he gave me a signal with his hand, a sign, like, go ahead, go ahead. I kept singing, I kept singing. I, people were dropping off in seeds, people were crying in the church. Oh my God, the guest speaker bent, he just bent his head on the pulpit. I couldn't see his face. Wow. So when I was, when I was tired of singing, I just stopped the music. He now, collect, he now spoke. He said, who is, the father, who is the father of this boy? Jesus. The church just, everybody just sighed because hmm, they knew there was no father. The nun told him, he has no father. No father. I said, where is the mother? So the nun said, oh, the mother is in the Bible college. She's in the Bible school studying missions. They said, please, where is the secretary of the church? Pick up your pen and write this prophecy about this little boy. Hmm. Young boy, you are going to go around the world. Amen. This is what God is showing me right now. You're going to go around the world. I have not opened my mouth to say what God has not asked me to say. Write it down. If mm. God has called me, I'm not praying. I'm rather saying what he told me that he would do. This young boy, this young boy, church, take care of this young boy. He's going to go to nations. He's going to go to nations. He's going to go to... He was saying this. Then he said something that when they invited him for the program, he was telling God that he can't go, that he's, he's going through depression. He can't go for this program. And God said, you have to go and preach. You have to go. So even when he was sitting down, he, he was not having a message to preach. Wow. You he have already preached the message for him. Yes, God was waiting for him at the nick of the time. He was God was waiting to preach to him first of all. He said, "David, you have preached to me. Now I got a message. Now I have the confidence. Now I'm encouraged. Now I can preach. I'm ready to preach." Yes, David, I'm ready. I will not forget that day. It was a wow. mystery. Wow, wow, wow. And how old were you, David, when you did um 
when you did this, when you got the opportunity to sing? How old were you? I think I should be uh, 18, 18, 19, 18, 19 years old. Okay, so you were about 18 or 19. As you were speaking, right? Um, yeah. I thought about this. The scripture came to mind. I had to go and find it in Isaiah. When you talk yeah. about the pain, but your mom kept pressing on. I thought about yeah. Isaiah 43, in where um, he says that, I have called thee by thy name. When thou yeah. passest through the water, I will be with thee. Through the rivers, they will not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, they shall not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle thee. As you are going through it all and you say, you ask God, are you there? Do you see my pain? Do you see my tears? Hmm. He saw it all and he had, you said, you, I like the analogy what you give with the pregnant woman or the kid in in pre-K, in kindergarten, and how they have to go through that process without being pulled out, without giving up, without throwing in the towel. And through it all, as you guys went through it, you never turned back away from God. You kept pressing on. It's like we, we, we want that gold or that diamond. I think about it like a gold or diamond. People get the final product. It looks beautiful. Mm. But in order for that product to be where it is, there was some digging that went on. There was some dirt that were in found in the mist with the gold or the diamond. It had to be purified. It had to go through some fire to come out beautiful. Your story. You, I, I am so grateful. I thank God that this is closing an episode. Your song, My Tomorrow, uh, is called Greater Tomorrow. I yes. Just when we talk today, I play the song because I like to play the song. I like the song to play throughout as I'm preparing for the interview. And mm. there, there's something about that song when you're listening to it. It, it brings tears to my eyes, not tears of hurt, but just realizing that Whatever you go through, that God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Some people think there is no end. It's like over and over. But God's word says, man, a thousand days to man may be one day to God. Yes, yes. So your, the song let me, reminds me, and I'm sure lots of other people, your song gives us hope. And being that this is the last episode of my season number one, I want you to encourage somebody. You've told your story. I want you to encourage somebody that thinks there is no way out. Mm. That thing with all the corona, the sickness, the trouble, the pain, the hurt. I just need you to give somebody a word to this, this afternoon. Yes. Wherever you are listening to me, um, I think God has allowed our path to cross. And I'm not taking that for granted. It has been divinely orchestrated that you will hear me. 
it was not someone else but you, then there is a reason that something God wants to do for you, for you to have heard me. I might not be one of the big apostles. I might not be one of the big prophets or the big no, name known in the U.S., known whatever part of the world. But I tell you, I know he who is greater than every other name. I want to encourage you. I have been through all, like all, sickness. Is it timely sickness? Is it shame? Is it disgrace? Is it anxiety? Is it depression? Is it attempt for suicide? Like twice, like twice they have to rescue me for the second one. I wanted to kill myself. Like it's enough. I can't take this anymore. I know. I, like my mom, is it prayer? She's a prayer warrior. She prays in the night. She prays to dry fasting, white fasting, fruit fasting, all for kind of fasting. I grew up seeing my mom doing that. She, she was always preaching in the morning, early in the morning, not just normal evangelism. Early in the morning, I am a mom. Right from my childhood, we're doing all this still. We're going through pains. Let me read the scriptures for you. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Say, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for, for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. First Peter chapter 5 verse 7. Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and 7. He said, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be to God and to the, and the peace of God, which supersedes all understanding, will guide your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Matthew chapter 6, verse 37. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. For be anxious for itself, sufficient for the day with its own trouble. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Tending in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your you will make straight your path. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. And I, I and my God will supply every need of yours according to riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. The heart of a man plans his way, Lord. His steps. Mm-hmm. Psalm 23, verse 1, verse 6. So the Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. He said, I should to lie down in green pastures. He leads yeah. me beside. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even yeah. though I walk in the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil for you. I will Lord and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Mm. It says in Revelation chapter 5, verse 5, it says, One of the elders said unto me, Weep mm. not, behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root yeah. of David, mm. prevailed the book and to lose the seven seeds thereof. Psalm 55, verse 22, cast your burden on me, and mm. I will sustain. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. The Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the, mm. the, 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 
the, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, adulterers, and all liars. Their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second dirt. And lastly, the Bible says in some chapter one, it said the righteous man is like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water that in a season, wood leaves also shall not wither. The ungodly are not so dear like the chaff with the wind just away. Therefore, the ungodly shall stand in judgment. But the sinners in the congregation of the righteous, the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Mm-hmm. In Psalm 126, he said, The righteous man is like a, he said, When the Lord shall turn again the captivity of Zion, we shall be like them that dream, and our mouth shall be filled with laughter, and our tongue with singing. Then they said, Among the nations, the Lord has done great things for us. The Lord has done great things for them. Wherefore, we are glad. He said, oh God, bring us back like the streams in the south, so those who shall reap in joy. Those who go forth bearing precious seeds for sowing shall doubtless come again and bring in that testimony with them. Now, as a believer, you will not compare yourself with those who are not believers. You say, but these are not believers. We are of a different kingdom. Amen. We are of a different kingdom. Our The way heaven deals with us the way heaven deals with us is different from the way the world goes. If you are a believer, you must have long-suffering. If you are a believer, you must have faith in Christ Jesus, like Hebrew 11 say. You must have faith that he is is, and a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you read through the scripture, those Bible says, by faith, they believed God. And it was accounted for them to for righteousness. We must believe. Mm-hmm. I am telling you this not just by what I read alone, not just by what I heard, but what I experienced mm-hmm. is real. You've heard my story coming from what I have been through. Mm-hmm. You make it to write it as a book, an autobiography, to send it all over for so that people could go through the story and also um, act it as a theme by trusting God for everything to be made possible so that it will be acted. I want young people all over the world, boys, boys girls, elderly people, to sit down and watch how God truly turns the captivity mm. of yeah. Zion. You get yourself encouraged. Don't kill yourself. There is hope at the end of the tunnel. You must have heard this before, but I'm repeating it again to your very ear. Allow the Holy Spirit to sink this to your heart. You have a greater tomorrow. The first time I left Nigeria to for program to East Africa, I, to East Africa, that is Uganda. I've been to Uganda, Ethiopia, Ghana, Togo, most of these African countries by the special grace of God. The same power, the same Parlor in the house where I wanted to kill myself. That was the same place, the same location. My phone rang out of the country. Excuse me, sir. Are you David Ekene? I said, Yes, I'm David Ekene. Sir, please, are you the one that sang Greater Tomorrow? Yes, I am the one that sang Greater Tomorrow. Sir, please, can we have you in our country? The same place I wanted to kill myself. The same place is called. The same, I can remember the same room, the same place. And I never believe it was real, like me leaving Nigeria to go here. Who knows me? How? You know, that was the thing that happened in Psalm 126. When I, when I entered the flight, I was just crying. I was just crying. Me, excuse me, you want some coffee? Why? Are you okay? I'm fine. I can't explain. If I explain, they will not understand. I would not understand. Wow. Even though I want to explain, how, where do I start? Where do I start? I keep crying. So please, sir, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I'll just nod my head. I'll just nod my hmm. head because 
Like, am I the one here? Am I the one flying to the, another country to go and sing the same song I got from where from? Yeah. Are these people, are they sure of who they're inviting? I, I, can, I can, is it possible to <laughs> sing? Can I do this? And do it in my local church. Can I do it? I arrived at the airport. I saw people, security, everybody coming to pick me. I'm like, oh God, am I sure I'm coming? They took yeah. me to the hotel. I couldn't believe the hotel. I was taking pictures of the whole place, the bedroom, the bedroom, the veranda, the bed, every the ceiling. I was taking pictures. Like, I'm not sure. Am I the one here? Hey God, I was not, I was restless until I handled the microphone. Like, if I sing, would they accept the way I sing? Would they feed up? Will I disappoint them? Is it real? Am I really here? Am I the, maybe they want to call somebody else. They made a mistake to call me. Like, what is going on? Oh God, why did I even accept to call my, oh God, I've cheated myself. Oh I handled the when I arrived, it was a very big congregation. The the people were like that day it was twenty-eight thousand people. Twenty-eight thousand people. Wow. The song was all over that country. Like people were like, he's not gonna come, it's a lie. Some people is gonna there was argument on TV stations, there were arguments on radio stations. When I arrived, the church okay, from my hotel room the next morning they took me to various TV stations. People were calling, people were shouting, Yes, it's in Nigeria, it's in our country now. Country. When I, I arrived at the church premises, they were singing praises, but they, there was an interruption and an eruption. David Daniel is here. Everybody was shouting, I was crying. There were like seven young men who ushered me into the church, pushing people, pushing people, people were on my body. Pushing people, yeah. I was God. What is happening? What is happening? But I'm sorry, that was an old song my mother usually sing. You uh-huh. will be sorry. You worried at all tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning, tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. You will be sorry. You worried yeah. at all tomorrow morning. That you'll be sorry. You worried at all tomorrow. Morning. Yes, By the time you see where he's taking you. So, God, I'm sorry. I never knew this was where you were taking me. I'm sorry I was complaining. I was sorry. I Wait, I'm sorry yeah. I wanted to commit suicide. I, 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 I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I never knew this. The scripture is true. Now I believe. Mm-hmm. Now I believe. I said, greater tomorrow. Yeah. It was like as if they were waiting. It was like as if they selected people who were highly depressed. Come and see how people were crying. People were mm. over the place. Yeah. Sure I have to stop singing. I started talking to these people. Mm. I was pleading with them. I was no, pleading no. with mothers because I was telling them about all my mother mm. went through. All the mothers came out, they were crying. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. <sighs> young boys. Jesus. I could see I, young you, boys of my age coming what? out to the pulpit. They were also crying. They were some of them just folded their hands looking at me, but they were not they were just crying, but they couldn't say anything. They were looking at me. Yes. Yes. They were the the power, the power of the song. You know what one thing I came across as I was uh, preparing yeah. for this, I read it, the song, I listened to it. It I was trying to find the right words for it and I asked my husband I said, his song is prophetic. Mm. I said this. Then I thought about when Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say I am? And then they all answered, 
But then he asked them the specific question, but who do you mm, say mm. I am? And then Peter said, you are the son of the living God. And he said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. And I thought about it when I listened to the lyrics in your song. I said, that cannot be mm. of flesh. The lyrics to your song, it passed flesh and blood. That is prophetic. Yeah. That song came mm, from yes. the Lord. And that song was given to you to touch. It could have been given to anybody else, but God has something yeah. for you. Despite wanting to commit suicide, despite going through, I watched your video as well. And I saw the, the video how you left the home yeah, with your my, load. <laughs> And you were crying. You didn't want to leave. And then it showed in the end, you come back in a, a suit and your mom mm. and sister are excited to mm. see you. And I looked at that video and I'm like, this song is oh, prophetic. This song is for so many out there that are going through and experiencing and think like there is nothing better yeah. tomorrow. It's like they don't want to go through another day or another night mm -hmm. going through pain and suffering. They want to mm -hmm. give up. But your song is a song yeah. of hope. Yeah. That despite the situation, don't give up because God has promised you, like you said mm -hmm. in Jeremiah. He said, the plans I have for you is of good. You will go through some stuff, yeah. but I'm preparing you for a better hallelujah. A better praise God. God, I thank you. I thank you. I am going to play the song Greater mm. Tomorrow by pastor and gospel artist David Akinning Daniel. God bless, bless you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. My tomorrow must be greater than today. Cannot reach to you. His eyes are never blind. He cannot see your teeth. His ears are not deaf. That he cannot hear you cry. Your tomorrow must be greater than today. Your tomorrow must be greater than today. No matter what I no Tomorrow must be greater than today. 
So everyone at the sound of my voice, I am pleading with you. I am pleading with you. I know what it means. I understand it. I understand pains. I've been there. I understand pains. I understand loneliness. I understand depression. I understand I understand shame and disgrace. I understand you, you just watch your mom cry and you just can't help her. And the mother, her children cry for hunger and she just can't help them. I've mm. been there. I've seen it. I've seen it living, living in a house where the, where the top of the ceiling is leaking. Water, I put some container on the ground because water is leaking house i've been mm. there i've been there i've been there i've been there i can't i won't forget the time my mom my mom will go and my mom will ask god god what are you god? in the midnight mm. she'll pray in our language in Igbo language she will say god what are you benefiting in this pain are you benefiting anything jesus jesus to benefit jesus. are you happy with this Okay, mm. no, you, why not suffer me? Why are you suffering these kids? Why did you bring them to earth mm. to suffer them? I, I still remember she, she, she said those words while she's praying on her knees. She, she, thought she doesn't pray. Mm. She will just be talking. She will just be talking to God like he's as if he's yeah. there. So what, yeah. yes, what are you here. benefiting? If you don't want to help me, why not help these children? You just brought them here suffering. I grew up in suffering and now I have my children growing up suffering. What are you benefiting? Is that anything you're benefiting? Okay, if you allow me to die, will the grave praise you? I still remember, I still remember mm. those words. She prays in my language. I, wow. She will ask God. Then there was a time she would say, God, well, since if you're not tired, God, if you're not tired, me, I am tired. Mm. Yes, <laughs> if you're not tired, if you know this night, if you know this night, if I sleep, mm -hmm. I'm righteous. I have no sin in me. If you know I'm righteous, please take my life. Mm. If you know I am righteous, take my life. What am I benefiting to these children? I'm not benefiting anything to myself and to my children. It's better I just, I will not forget, forget those prayers. That if God knows she's righteous that night as she wants to sleep, let God take her life. Mm. So what? To that extent of pain. No. So why did I why did I say mm. this? I am saying this to tell you what is that thing you've been through? Have that pain brought you to this level of kind of this kind of prayer? Has that pain brought you to this level of prayer and supplication and, and lamentation? Mm. If it has brought you to that level, excuse me, we were there, but we are not there anymore. Amen. So self-encouraged. Mm. And I can pray with you if you don't mind. I can, can join you in this prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this privilege you've given to me to speak to my brother, my sister, my friend, my, my, my mother, my father, whoever they are, wherever they are in the four corners of the earth, whatever is the challenge they are going through. First of all, I say, thank you they are still alive. Because, because if there is life, there is hope. Thank you, mm. they are still Hallelujah. alive. If you don't have a future for them, I am not sure you, have, you, must have, you would have kept them alive to hear me. Because you have a plan for them, you've mm. kept them alive and you've brought them this way for them to hear me speak. Then I know truly yeah. they have a greater tomorrow. And I speak in authority in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. Whatever burden 
let it be lifted through your name jesus Christ of nazareth and dear heavenly father if there be any one of them hearing my voice that you you've not really finished training because you are not suffering us you take us through training you take us through training. sometimes the level of the assignment god wants to do with a man it's equivalent to the level of the training and process he's going through so, mm-hmm. Father, if there's any one of them, you're like, no, 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 no. I, uh, I, I, I'm, I, this person is not, I'm not going to settle him now because the assignment is a big assignment. So it's not now. He has to complete his assignment. Then I pray for grace. I pray for grace to go through the process. I pray for grace to go through the process. I pray for grace. I pray for the help of the Holy Spirit. I pray for the help of, 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 of the cross of Calvary upon them. Strengthen them. Strengthen them in the morning, in the noon, and in the night. Speak to them through dreams. Speak to them through revelation. Speak to them as they move on the way. Speak to them when they are taking their bits. Speak to them when they are cooking. Speak to them when they are doing houseworks, house chaos. Speak to them. You have done that several times to me. Do the same things to them, oh God, even much more than the acts or imagine. I know you would do exceedingly, abundantly, more than we've asked or imagined. And your name alone, your name alone, Lord, your name alone will be glorified. Today, I'm not glorifying anybody but you. Not even myself. It wasn't my strength. It wasn't my wisdom. It wasn't my intelligence. It wasn't my education. It wasn't any connection. Because when you started, you started with a stranger, a total stranger, a total stranger, mm. so that in your, it, that so that the glory will be ascribed only to your holy name, Lord. I ask His name, and I pray, O oh God, at the end of our journey through life, may to face to face, not miss eternity. We never miss eternity. You mm. never created us on earth to be useless. As in as much mm. as we are praying to meet you, we also pray that even as we remain on earth, we will be relevant to ourselves, relevant to the people around us, we will be relevant to our country, mm. we will re- be relevant to the world, we will be relevant to palaces, mm. we will be relevant to kings, mm. we will be relevant to the poor, to the rich, we will be relevant to the planet Earth. Mm. Socially. Anyone who is sick among us, oh God, I pray for divine healing right now. By the grace of my life, I'm calling. I join my faith with the faith of my sister here. Let that be divine healing. Healing to the body, healing to the soul, in the name of Jesus. The peace of the Lord that supersedes every human understanding. May it be our portion. May it be our portion. May it be our portion. Yes. At the end, with our lips, we shall declare to the atmosphere that there is a balm in Gilead. There is a physician yes. there. Amen. So shall it be. It's irreversible. It's irrevocable. In Jesus' most gracious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so You're most much. Welcome. The pleasure, the pleasure. May God continue 
The pleasure is mine. The pleasure is mine. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. We thank um, David for joining us today, for closing us on this last episode of uh, season one. I pray that you are inspired. I pray that you are blessed. I pray that something said in this interview will turn the course for you. If you thought about suicide, may his message bring you hope. If you thought about giving up, may his message bring you comfort, knowing that there is a God who still hears your cry. He sees your tears. And he said, one thing I know that is definite in my heart, my tomorrow, your tomorrow, our tomorrow will be greater than today. God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. Amen.